Hey, it's Chris. Hey, it's Alex. Hey, it's Daniel. And we are the internet's busiest movie nerds, back with another episode of Movies Last Night. Can we legally say that? <laughs> I just wanted to do that. Right. <laughs> but yeah, we are talking about... Uh, the 20th anniversary re-release, right? Or is it a remaster? Remaster and restored. Remaster, restored, revitalized, and beautiful version of Old Boy by Park Chan-wook. Correct. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> that's it. All right. Um, oh, that's all you were... Okay. No, yeah. It, it, I think it came out, like, what, last week? Yeah. That's how I saw it last week. And we had all seen it before, right? Mm-hmm. And this is... We saw it again. I, not when it came out. Yeah. We were what? Like in high school? Yeah, no, it, it, came, it came out in... Um, or middle school. We would have been in middle school. came out in 2003. 2003. So yeah. I was 13 years old. Definitely shouldn't have been watching this. No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, wait, did you? You didn't see it when you were... 13. No, no, no. Oh, I saw okay. it when I was 18. Oh, okay, yeah. You were 13 in 2003? Yeah. <laughs> How old are you? In 2003? Yeah. I was four. <laughs> Hell yeah. You probably could watch it. You wouldn't have... Yeah, I think I could yeah. watch you wouldn't it. Have I wouldn't have been traumatized. No. Well, uh, not... <laughs> I probably would have gotten some weird ideas, though. Yeah, probably for the best. Maybe it would have shaped you into somebody completely different. When did you actually, when did you see it for the first time? Uh, when I was 16. Okay. I saw that, I guess it was like, t- I was in a sophomore in high school. How did you hear about it? Like, how did it come into your... your well, I, when I first started getting into movies, and I started to go into, like, foreign films and everything, like, uh, Old Boy just comes up all the time. It's, like, mm-hmm. yeah. one of the best, like thriller you know psychological movies to come out of korea and so i had to see it especially because of all the scenes i would hear about you know involving a hammer and things like that yeah yeah i feel like i don't know like for you anyway but like like it's legend like precedes it kind of in that um, i think it's kind of gone down as like one of those like holy shit movies that like or like a film bro movie for like lack of a better term yeah like like i feel like i heard about I, I honestly maybe it had even the whole movie like spoiled for me like before I had ever seen it. Just like the way that people that really like it talk about it, they kind of can't help themselves. And I, you know, ultimately I don't think it really did affect my viewing of it. But like I feel like I'd heard so much about like how how just like wild and crazy and like uh and just you know just how intense that this movie was like before I before I'd ever seen it. Was it one of those like? Yo, dude, if you like international cinema or or if you want to get into that, you got to watch Old Boy. It's crazy. No, weirdly not even that. Although I did watch it like at the like I was in college at the time and that was when I was getting into like international movies more. I was taking like a lot of classes at college that were like showing like I took one on like um Southeast Asian cinema, which we didn't I don't think we watched it in that. I don't does Korea fall. I don't think Korea is I don't know. We're not going to get into that. Um but <laughs> That was like when my, I guess my horizons were being broadened. So I was being op- open to more, to just movies from other countries or being exposed to it more than I'd ever been in my life. But I I still don't feel, I feel like the people that were like more than anything, it was like billed as like kind of like a mind fuck movie, which I think at that like age especially is is really appealing because like, I think that's like, you said you watch it when you were 16. Yeah. I feel like that's about the age and like we were obviously older, but that's about the age where you kind of start, I feel like you start looking for more out of entertainment than just like entertainment you know what i mean yeah yeah it's like a weird developmental age where you want to be like seen as like more adult so you want to be like 
like introducing yourself to what's I guess considered like more adult fare or like more complicated stuff and uh, that seemed to like fit in with that for sure for, for me it was the appeal like I was in an international uh cinema class and I actually got a d in it I can't believe that but uh turns out you have to actually do tests and things and do homework you don't just watch movies yeah it's actual academics part of it so yeah I would like skip the class and just stay home and watch the movies and be like oh that's enough but nope um, so anyways I was really getting into film at that time and I had a friend that was like you gotta watch old boy this is crazy like some of the scenes in here are so gruesome and graphic and at that time I was like I wanted to challenge myself like I'm not gonna watch a Serbian film but I wanted to like see and I still haven't and never don't think I ever will but I just wanted to like see like yeah, that's what I'm probably good on <laughs> yeah yeah same I'm just like what's my limit and just like test myself I, they, yeah, exactly. I feel, I feel like that's a lot. There's a lot of that going on, like when you early on, or like in that, like like seeking a high developmental like a stage. Yeah, basically, yeah. you're you're like, yeah, exactly. Uh, I remember watching it, and I was like, my mind was fucking blown. You know, just like I had never seen anything like that in a film, and it was so graphic and just raw, and kind of made me feel really unque- uh, like uneasy in certain parts, and also really stylized. Too. Really stylized. Like, uh, it's really cool to. To see that uh, vision and with uh, alongside, you know, just really disturbing story points, yeah. you know. I'm pretty sure we watched like a, a pirated or burned copy that was like 720p. Yeah. On like some <laughs> shitty TV. Um, that probably only added to the experience. Uh, yeah, I think this is like the one, well, probably one of the first movies I watched where like no one, no one in this is like really good. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like acting wise? No, or, no, no. Uh, like, like the character, like, uh, like from a, I guess a moral yeah, setting. Like, yeah, definitely. This is like an ugly movie with definitely. like really ugly people behaving <laughs> in ugly ways. And I mean, it's they're all they're completely motivated. They're, they're like all lost in this desire to like achieve like vengeance for their you know perceived like personal wrongs and stuff like that. Uh, and I don't think maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I don't think I got so much of that out of it the first time I watched it, but I definitely. I definitely did this time around. Like, I think when I watched it originally, I was just like, wow, what a cool, like, I think there's a tendency to kind of look at Odesu as like sort of a badass. Yeah. Yeah. And we can talk more about it later, but like the hallway scene specifically, I, it was almost seeing it this time around is like almost watching a completely different movie and in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk a little about Park Chan-wook's like other films, whatever y'all have seen, what what you're familiar with work-wise. All I've seen is obviously Old Boy and then The Handmaiden, which, um, I think was you saw decision to leave, didn't you? And decision to leave, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But still, I need to revisit that one. But kind of comparing all three, he does have a very similar like style and and approach to to filmmaking that I was able to kind of pick up on after seeing Old Boy for this 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 go around. Definitely, yeah. He has like like visual flourishes. I feel like that he like he relies on pretty heavily in in a good way. And uh, I think what you seen decision to leave. The hand that and handmaiden in this that's yeah. the only three okay because I've only seen right, decision to leave also the handmaiden I don't know if you feel this way but I feel like he kind of makes like Korean soap films yeah yeah Especially I would with say decision that. to leave yeah definitely decision to leave yeah I'd agree with that he he made he's really good at like like shifting in tone and in like genre like really even like within a scene and stuff and I, I think he just has a really good command over tone which is some I think I noticed in this movie. Because yeah. uh, did you have that intro that played from him before yeah. this, yeah. where he like uh, <laughs> I that loved was, that. That was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Uh, but he, I think he said, there's like something he says at the beginning where he he hopes that like people will like that there are there are definitely comedic elements like present in this, and he wants you to like that's by Feel design. He wants you to laugh. Yeah. Like, but I don't know that I'd call like this movie not funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. 
think it just has breaks and tension. Yeah, for sure. But I just I think it's really I think in a, like a less and like less skilled director like that it wouldn't work as well. The source of like the laughter for me is like in the absurdity of like the situations that that people find themselves in in the movie, and it's not like just it's not jokes basically. Yeah, yeah. But I, that was something that was really impressive to me about this and and decision to leave, which I feel like having like gone back and watched this and having a new appreciation for it, and after having seen decision to leave, that seems to me like dude just like operating at like the peak of his powers, like so to speak. Like decision to leave seems like a culmination of like his whole filmmaking uh, career. I up need to, to watch yeah. it. I was talking to Alex before we started recording. I, I watched Tar and Decision to Leave back to back in the. That's same right, because I, I met you over there. You watched, you guys watched Tar, right? And then I met you wasn't one the same day, or did you watch? It was all a blur. I right? met it you. It was the same day. Was, <laughs> yeah, I met you to see court. Decision to Leave, and I, you had seen Tar right before yeah, that. I yeah, think. and it was like an awful headspace. So I just, I don't even really. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a pretty disorienting things. movie initially. Because, like I said, it uh, like it took me a second to like kind of get into like the flow of what it's doing. Because it is like it's like a detective movie, and then also like almost a rom com at times. Yeah, we have a whole episode on it. So yeah, I think it's Scott Eric. Yeah, that's honestly one of the, the favorite. Definitely check it out. Things that this podcast has ever produced, um, and I highly recommend that if you like that movie at all, to go listen to that episode because Scott and Eric crushed it. Yeah, they did. So yeah, well, I think. What, what about you? What have you? The only other one that we haven't mentioned that I've seen is Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. I haven't either. Which I maybe shares a few similarities, but uh, I watched it earlier this year, and to me, rewatching Old Boy really highlighted like how great Old Boy is in comparison. Not that it's that I don't like Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, but right. I think like Old Boy is just incredible. You know. Yeah, I want to check out his other works. Like I don't know for for me, he's like one of those directors where if he's coming out with something, I'm going to go see it. Yeah, just one of those trusted sources. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, especially especially after decision to leave. The only other it. one I really really want to see is Thirst because yeah, I I, I, I don't seen that think either. he's done many or I don't think he's done any movie like uh, that one because it's it's I think uh, horror yeah genre. So oh, I would whoa. be very interested in seeing that. Yeah, that's cool. It's like a kind of a spin on like a vampire movie. Yeah, yeah, of. yeah. I definitely want to check that out. Uh, we've got, we're familiar with his works a little bit and we've talked a little bit about kind of like. You know our experiences with old boy let's just talk about what it's about uh, so it's just essentially about this i don't know if it's ever like clarified it's just a korean businessman that is abducted in the middle of the night after like a his friend picks him up from like a from the drunk tank essentially yeah it's like on the eve of his daughter daughter's birthday yeah and he spends the next like 15 years in captivity unknown to him like why or who has imprisoned him and he gets out and uh, is looking for answers. That's essentially. I think it's. I don't know. Or do we want to go into like? Well, I mean, talk a little bit about like the what the captivity is like and just kind of. I mean, yeah, we really can't go much into it without. I mean, it's a twenty-year-old movie. Doing the spoiling. All right, this whole thing is a spoiler, <laughs> so we're now in the spoiler section. Okay. Yeah, I just think it's gonna be easier to talk. You about had twenty years to watch like, it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and it's out in theaters right now. Go yeah, see it. yeah. Go go it's check good. it out. Turn this episode off if you haven't seen it and want to go see it. Go watch it. Come back. Is it playing at like the chains, like AMC? And it I is, believe yeah. so, yeah. Okay. I, don't, I don't know that I saw it at Regal, but you got anything to say about that? No, I don't have anything okay. to say about that. You know, I've accepted that you're a Regal person. I'm an AMC person. Yeah, you just usually get your shots in, so I was trying to set you up. but it was It's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So he gets out. He wakes up in a suitcase on top of a roof, and 
Isn't there another? There's another guy, right? Yeah. The guy holding the dog. Yeah, a guy holding the dog who is about to jump off a building. Yep, that's what it seems like. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Am I doing? Am, am I just doing like a step by step plot walk here? <laughs> or like, feel free to jump in at any point. Oh, this is fun to watch. So, <laughs> yeah, the, but it's an audio medium, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. So the, the <laughs> I mean, like the I think we get our first like taste of like some of the comedy because the guy's like, oh boy's like, I'm gonna tell you my story. Because the guy tries to jump off the roof and he grabs him by his tie and he's just holding on to him. He's like, I'm going to tell you my story. And then uh, he tells the guy his story of how he ended up there. And then the guy's like, well, let me tell you my story. He just like, walks away. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of gets up and walks away. Yeah. And then. Which is, to me, that's like the first real comedic moment. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> that. And then you get the kind of punchline for that when he, as he's exiting the building with the guy kind of following through with what he's, what he's doing. Yeah. Um, so at, at that point like how did you what do you what do you feel about like him or desu he's i mean definitely a complicated character who's changed a lot from the way they first show him where he's just happy-go-lucky and drunk and excited about his daughter's birthday to a man that's been beaten down over 15 years yeah who's who's had or like what like 10 of those or more than 10 of those he's been focused on one singular goal oh that's another thing i guess we should say is that like prior to being released he he's like actively digging a hole out of the building to try and get out and is like almost to that point yeah and uh, uh when they finally release him yeah so he, he's been like i guess what is he been? like sh- shadow boxing almost himself yeah. <laughs> like um and like watching uh, just whatever's on the tv and like learning to training himself to be able to really fight. having the whole world pass him by and only being able to get snippets of what's happening through the tv um yeah that being his only real because he he his only real interaction outside of the person that like throws a tray of dumplings at him. I I thought kind of backing up that scene where he sees that man on the roof and just starts touching his face and just having this first moment of human connection after 15 years. I thought that was really powerful. Yeah, same. And and back to like you know the scene of where he's he's just watching like everything is on through the TV to for him. And so you know coming out like having to re-experience like you know human interaction and like having to and and then also having like this crazy like encyclopedic knowledge from just watching tv like all (laughs) day you know so yeah it's just a lot to like that that moment where he's like touching that one guy's face on on you know the ledge of that building yeah and you know it's a lot to imagine yeah it's it's pretty interesting because like i don't know that i got that much out of it like my first time around watching it when i was younger but like this time it was like i really like the i guess the juxtaposition of him like desperately wanting like interaction with any other human being but like having no like idea how to like go about it at all and because just sort of like i think it comes from a i don't know i don't know if i can say like a good place just like it's just something humans need that we have to we're we're social creatures we have to like interact with other humans or we turn out like that (laughs) um but (laughs) That like aspect of it just hit me a lot harder of, of like how he's kind of well he's there's that line that he repeats or is it is it him that repeats it what's the line all time um even though I'm no better than a beast, beast I still deserve to live yeah yeah because he is he is kind of a beast he's not I don't know he's very he's like very animalistic truly a caged animal that's been released yeah yeah um, and there's known world <laughs> yeah which I think that's also like kind of a source of a lot of the comedy from the for the movie as well is his like him just being thrust out into this into uh i don't know like a world that literally is like passed him by because he's been imprisoned for forever i was gonna say too during that captivity uh, 
like in that you know little cell that he's and they they keep showing that painting that says you know uh, laugh and the world laughs with yeah. you yeah which that does kind of come back a few times that that's repeated too like kind of a mantra what it what is the full phrase that laugh and the world laughs with you weep and weep. the world weeps with you i feel i just felt like there were th- little things like that that uh, rewatching old boy uh stood out to me more because when i was 16 watching old boy you know when it cuts to a painting like that i don't really give it any attention or yeah. when it when it you know i don't when i'm 16 i don't think maybe this is maybe you know this director is trying to say something with this shot i just am just watching purely for yeah. entertainment value so little during the that montage of uh, of him in like captivity. Of him in captivity, yeah. there were a lot of things that I did not really. It, to me, it was just kind of like you know, let's now let's get to you know the you know story. You know exactly. It's laugh and the world laughs with you. Weep and you weep alone. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, cool. So was, we're all kind of close. Yeah. Which all. Yeah. Which is uh, that with the beast line. Like I don't know. I think it extends far. Like obviously, you could look at that as almost like a cruel joke. That um, what is the the antagonist's name. Wu Jin Lee. That actually, I don't know that I like that clicked with me, but like he's the one who places him there. Very reasonable to think that he's also the one that put that picture in there because that seems to like kind of encompass like that dude's whole, maybe not worldview, but like reason for why he is doing what he's doing to Odesu. He's basically a Korean joker. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. Like um, everything he does is intentional and it's all meant to just fuck with him. Yeah, he, he, well, he's so just single-minded and, yeah. and has placed the, like, blame, rightfully or not, like, solely on Odesu. Yeah, well, and he's so orchestrated, like, with what he's doing with, to yeah, Odesu. Everything. Like, it's, like, pretty much, like, uh, he's already defeated, you know, in a lot of ways. I think it's, I, I like what you said, Alex, about, like, recognizing that painting now, because, like, when I watched this back in the day, I was, like, 18 years old, like, I just was like, oh, this is a cool action movie with a lot of crazy scenes. There's really not a lot of action in it, to be honest. It's a lot heavier, I just, I think, theme-wise and emotion-wise. And what makes me think of, like, the whole caged animal bit is when he fucking eats the live octopus. Oh, yeah. Which is real. They did that four times with four live octopi. That's insane. And that, yeah. that scene honestly made me a little uncomfortable, just watching a live animal get eaten like that. I mean, I think that's the idea. Like, he, the, would, he specifically says, like, I want to eat, eat something alive. Yeah. And, like, it's so animalistic. Yeah. I mean, I really love the bit uh, in his intro before where he's like, if you're a fan of octopi, like, maybe this isn't for you. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Which instantly reminded me, I was like, oh, God. I yeah, forgot I about of, that scene. I also until kind of forgot about it. And, and um, yeah, I like snapped me back into it. Um, I, yeah, I do really. I still really. I really love that the scene, like when he passes out after eating it, and mm-hmm. like the top down like shot of him with the tentacle, just like still like hanging halfway hanging out of his mouth, like moving oh, yeah. around. That's also when he meets Mito. Mito, who's probably the third principal character in the movie. Who I don't I would I don't know what would you call her <laughs> a love interest? Think so? Not intentionally. I think just by circumstance. I think at the point that we're at. At yes. the point that we're yeah, at. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think the movie is like setting, like playing with expectations, obviously for what's like gonna come later. But like setting that up as like a that feels like a sort of a trope of like this genre of like this like revenge genre where it's like this dude like this single minded dude that's focused on this goal, and then like he I don't know. There's I feel like there's always like that kind of character present, like a I don't know, like a young woman that's all along for the ride for whatever yeah. reason. Um, so I talked to you about like some of the letterbox reviews. 
for this movie. Some of the lower rated ones. I didn't get a chance to look at them. Oh, they mostly just seem to take a lot of issue with the fact that Odysseus not a good person. <laughs> Which, like, I mean, I don't know what you expect someone to act like when they're locked up for 15 years. But I, th- I think a lot of them do bring up an interesting or something that was interesting to me. Unfortunately, none of them really go like try to like examine it or go any deeper into it. Yeah. But um, how do you feel about? I think the depiction of Mido <laughs> in this has not like aged super well in some respects. In there were way? some moments. Uh, just mostly the way she reacts to like Desu's uh, like the scene when he he wakes up in her apartment and like tries to like essentially rape her on the toilet yeah. and then she like apologizes to him right after for it just little stuff like that like and and her whole she basically just exists in this movie to be used by the other guy to punish him yeah truly she's not really a character she's just more of a, a cruel plot device yeah which you know I'm, I'm not saying i'm not holding that against the movie or whatever because it was, it was made in 2003 i think it's just like sort of a product of the time it was made and stuff but that i that was because i don't know that i noticed a lot of that when i originally watched it or like i just didn't i didn't like think that much about it and i'm not saying that like i don't think that that depiction doesn't have a place in this movie because ultimately the movie is about two men that are like so singularly focused on this one thing on getting revenge on each other batman and the joker yeah that they are sort of oblivious like how this is affecting anyone else outside of them and can you remind me of his name again i'm so sorry Jin Lee. yeah even Wu Jin Lee does this in a sense we're really i'm really jumping around here but like he sort of i feel like the the treatment of mito by odesu is sort of mirrored by his treatment of his sister she is also kind of just like a plot device yeah i definitely don't agree i don't think that you agree with that do you really uh, Cause you're, I saw your letterbox review. Yeah, yeah, I don't like. I I understand like seeing it that way, but I don't like. I I don't necessarily agree with like holding that against the movie because I I think that's like I don't think the movie's not like unaware of that. Sure. As yeah, uh, yeah, I was a little <laughs> harsh in my yeah. review. <laughs> no, that was good, but I think like also there are some other points later in the film that I think may change those uh, earlier scenes. Yeah, that of uh, those earlier depictions of Mido when you start to understand things that, later yeah, on. Yeah, that too. I did. I wasn't sure if I wanted. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's a that's a thing too. I know, and a lot of the reviews where, or a lot of the ones that I had read, like they acknowledge that and still are like, I don't care. I still don't like it. And right. like, that's fine if you don't like it. Like, but the I think the movie like is aware of what it's doing. Yeah. It's ugly for a reason because it, it, I don't know, it fits the tone of this movie. It's not a ultimately what good this movie is about. It's not no. supposed to feel good. Right. And it doesn't have characters that you're supposed to even necessarily like. Yeah, and, and that's okay for movies to, yeah. to do. Exactly. Um, I felt nasty afterwards. We had to go and get a beer afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how heavy it is. Oh, it did that last, the last like 45 or like hour or like 45 minutes of this is just like really brutal. Like, and not in a like, not exactly in like a like violence being like depicted like physically on mm-hmm. screen, just like emotionally, yeah, brutal. emotionally fucking brutal. Yeah, and not necessarily from one point of view either. Mm-hmm. Like in every way, yeah, like it's yeah. so like everyone, like you said, like everyone's so fucked up in this movie yeah. that whether they're whether it has to do with intention or morals or anything, like it's just sad at the end of it. So it's it's like. Going back to like uh, the sort of the depiction of Mito being a negative of the film, uh, I think also uh, 
like knowing like also what what's happening sort of in the in the background of like uh, with her mother right uh, being being murdered mm-hmm. yeah they, is I, that I assume bad to say no yeah no because we're in the spoiler free yes part. yeah we can the uh, there are some things that they like sprinkle that Park Chan Wook sprinkles in in the beginning of the movie that are I think more so like like adding to that sort of um just like why she like, like why that character is like that why, why that behave, character like yeah and then, and also just that disgusting feeling yeah. you know is like growing and growing as the film goes on when you rewatched it before then did you remember the twist definitely that that was like the one thing you did not right i did well you kind of i didn't did. remember to the level of how it got to that point and all the little interlocking pieces that yeah made it happen. exactly well, how can you not have not ever seen a movie i don't well that no, there was that one point in the like beginning that. where you like leaned over and you were like you were using something about like oh yeah he's, he kisses a daughter or whatever he's like oh he does a little bit more than oh that, yeah but. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's what i thought it was okay so yeah you're right yeah, i didn't remember like, huh? it yeah, but which I mean is fair. We saw it a long time ago, like um, fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. Like I unfortunately cannot uh, erase that from my brain, but I can't now. <laughs> now that I'm a grown man and understand. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, Let's talk about that hallway scene. I remember that scene when I first saw it. Is like he's kicking ass, almost like that scene in Daredevil, with with which I know I'm sure it takes a lot of influence yeah. from that. A lot of like single shot hallway, uh, side scroller pan scenes. Yeah. Do but. He's honestly not kicking ass. He's getting his ass beat for the most part, and just like it's all desperation. Yeah, he's not a hero. No, at he's all. Not. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, uh, that is interesting because I, I was the same way when I watched it back then, I, or like I, I just remember it differently. I, like I remember it being like a kind of badass thing. I think that has more to do with me just like being like eighteen or nineteen, and 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 how the movie had been like kind of hyped up to me. Um, and I also think there's a tendency to like with these type of movies, like revenge movies to be like viewed that way and yeah like also uh movie more recent movies i think have like kind of uh like skewed my view of that like with like john wick and Mm -hmm. and, like yeah daredevil exactly where yeah and and i think that is a really cool thing this movie does in that like ultimately like really subverts that and like I, i think that the whole point of the movie is about how like pointless like revenge and like seeking vengeance yeah. is and like how it doesn't it's just like this black hole that like sucks in everything around it and makes it worse and and that like how like it just becomes this like inescapable thing that like defines everything that you do and uh ultimately for worse like and hurts uh, people you care about in, in ways that you could never comprehend <laughs> oh absolutely um, that scene though like you were saying like when re-watching that movie completely different experience watching the hall the famous hallway scene like all like the two things i remember from watching it uh, for the first time were the hallway scene and the twist but Mm -hmm. the 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 thing about that scene is to be honest with you i loved it so much more oh yeah this time around me too like yeah it's i almost i kind of like that i like I don't know, for lack of a better word, it like fooled me the first time around into into thinking that I don't know, or into like, or just that how I I, I, I like how I could have viewed it so differently, and then this time around, like it's still like I'm not to take anything away, like it not being like this, <laughs> like awesome like act of him just like taking on like 40 dudes and kicking their asses that's fine and it's not that like it's just such a it's like it's literally it's mesmerizing watching that yeah the the, the like 
I guess choreography and, and like the blocking of everyone and the 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 movement throughout like of of everyone like him and uh the I don't know what to call them the the goons the goons that are like <laughs> getting their kneecaps yeah uh, hammered in the henchmen yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, he doesn't kill anybody. Right. Well, not uh, in not the, the hallway. hallway he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the people but, in the elevator are not so lucky. But uh, yeah, no, it's um, it's it's all. It was also like a lot shorter than I remember it being. But um, yeah, no, I if, I think I like it a lot more now than I. I like the human aspect. To exactly. It. Like, yeah. I think watching it at that age, I was like, this guy's like a Korean superhero. You yeah. know, almost like transcending what it is to be human. And really, he's just a really sad, locked up man with. A singular goal of vengeance, and that's it. Exactly. Cause I, when I first saw the movie, the first John Wick movie had come out already. Oh. So I had already been tainted with this that's idea of like that pencil scene. It's the same thing, but with a hammer, and that's not the case. And uh, rewatching it, it, like you said, it's very much more human, and the it's very exciting from like a standpoint of like you know he might he might you know not make it <laughs> like yeah. he's not gonna necessarily come out of this uh you know unscathed yeah like i remember t- talking with daniel we both remembered the, from that scene that he had that knife put in his back and that he pulls yeah. it out and uses it he yeah. does not no it just stays yeah. it just stays. He, i mean he does like after he's subdued everyone in the hallway yeah. and he just like he pulls out and like drops it and, and dude is like tired and i think only re in re, like re-energized by like the elevator opening up and having more people for him to punish yeah yeah like for some reason I remember that scene is like almost like he was like Tony Jaw and the way he did like his martial arts, but it's not that way. No, like there's no there's there's no finesse to that scene at all. No, no, it's, not at all. It's very like sloppy and ugly and exactly, like, and, um, which is his like whole journey. Sweaty. Yeah, <laughs> it's so like grimy. Um, the whole movie is like kind of, but yeah, just the there's I don't know. I liked it so much more this time around, and just it's such a cool moment of like characterization, like through visuals and not like. It's not like Odesu. He like at no point really does Odesu ever just be like, "Here's why I'm doing what I'm doing." Like you just gather, you get all a lot of that through like his actions and his like physicality in this movie, and that's like, man, it's so good. And also knowing that like his, I guess, form of like training is like, yeah, is so minimal. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he even I love the little bits uh, where uh, I think it's before that hallway fight but when he kind of runs into the the dudes outside of the i don't know what they're just like hanging out outside outside goons he's like 15 <laughs> years of training he's like but will it like mean anything in the real world yeah and then he's like oh yeah, yeah kind, of. kind of <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah yeah kind of not in like you know he, i don't i think even for him he's not like he's not like kicking these people's asses you know he's just quite like the chaotic. way he, like, he's like thought. rolling around from getting yeah. hit and like smoking a cigarette and just kind of making a joke about the whole thing and just kind of flapping his way through. I mean, yeah, he's, he is like this wild animal just flailing around. Yeah. Like hoping to like get his hits in where he can. And, and I do, I love that too, that like when like dude, dude gets like fucked up in this movie, he's mm-hmm. like, he, he's not like rolling with these punches really a lot. Like it's just, it's this like the, the desperation behind like what he wants to do that like propels him. I just, I just noticed that like so much more this time around than, than I watching it when I was like 18 or 19. And I, I think that is so important to like what the movie is ultimately like trying to do and say. What are your thoughts? Let's just talk about it. The elephant in the room, the twist. We've alluded to it. Everybody that's seen this movie knows about it, but what are your thoughts? How did it how did it hit you differently if it did? I don't th- I don't think that it necessarily hit me differently, but there was so much more involved in it this time around and so much more imagery that I took away that I guess it did hit 
harder uh, watching it the second time. And but also outside of that, like there's so many takeaways watching it. But yeah, still the twist hits. The twist is for anyone that hasn't seen it. If you're a wild person just listening to this, is that he was hypnotized or, or like right like hypnosis. Yeah. And yeah. his daughter, who was three at the time when he was imprisoned, who's now 18, was as well. And she ends up being Mito. And they have consummated their budding relationship. Yeah. Unknowingly that they are related. Yeah. Unknowingly. And, well, Desu foolishly takes her back to the place he was in prison to yeah. keep her safe. Yeah. yeah. Very um, foolishly. That's probably the only place he knows of safety, to be honest. I think it's like the only place he knows. Yeah, the only place he knows. But, uh, I mean, I wouldn't. Trust a guy whose teeth I pulled out. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then, I mean, he, like, that, he sends her the, the what is it, like that purple? He kind of is the Joker. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, like, yeah. dude. Yeah, very true. That, like, it's a purple box, right? Yeah, the purple, uh, like. With inside is going to be, you know, reveal everything to her. That leads to, like, probably the worst part of them. That's, that's hard. I, okay, I shouldn't say the worst part of the movie because the worst part is finding out he, like, fucked his daughter. Um, but like what, like that reveal, like the spiral that it sends him into was like really fucking hard to watch for me this time around. Same. It's just such a like broken man coin, like complete, like reversal and flip of like everything you've seen this guy to be leading up to this point. He's pathetic. Like it's, yeah, it's pathetic. Like licking his shoes and saying, I'll be your dog. And yeah. And, and and then (laughs) cuts his own fucking tongue out. Yeah. To keep the secret. Um, That shit fucking that I think I like I don't know if you noticed but I I like was like it wasn't as bad this time I remember seeing <laughs> it like like an actual tongue being cut like and severed through the and you see the whole thing but it didn't show that I think because of that it's worse like the sound design of of that is like I it just it really got under my skin and like I and I noticed a lot of other people in the theater when it was happening were like we're just like there's almost like a little you know like yeah. it's just it's a very it's a really visceral moment even though they don't like actually show it happening and 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 tongue just mouth tongue stuff is like a is a big like thing like for me just just probably the easiest way to like make that and like eyeballs are like the yeah. easiest way to make me squirm so evil dead 2013 was a nightmare for me <laughs> you can imagine oh man um, yeah <laughs> that um, shows it yeah that shows it and it's like it's uh not to jump to a completely different movie but like that i don't know i that's a cool example though of like how showing it versus not showing it like it can be effective in like very different mm-hmm. ways that implied imagery yeah where like, i think the exactly. implied imagery in this works better because like i said even though this movie is about like it's a movie about like brutality but it's about like emotion like uh, emotional brutality as opposed to like i mean there's there's physical brutality present but like yeah. it's it's like he is trying to like break odesu yeah and and i mean it's hard to say in that scene like after that he that he doesn't he, he kind of achieves it and i think he Absolutely. even he would <laughs> even if he were a real person he would say that because of what he does immediately following i mean his his purpose was served he has yeah, nothing left done. to do so he kills himself he's holding back laughter at like what he's witnessing yeah you know? yeah that too like he's the joker dude <laughs> yeah joker but, cannot exist without batman batman can't exist without him and once there's nothing left to fulfill for his. his <laughs> he's just like I'm. I'm done. I have nothing left to live for. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Am I am I driving that into the ground because I've never no, made no. that connection? I, no, before. it's. I mean, like, I think it'd be pretty hard to like look at this and not. He's yeah, maybe the Joker, but comparison. there is no Batman in this movie. No, there's yeah. no Batman. No, no, that is true. Yeah, uh, man. And there's no. semblances of a Batman with vengeance, but no. Yeah, yeah. No hero. I don't think I would ever want to see Joker depicted in this way. <laughs> in this like. Uh, I don't think DC would ever allow it, but yeah, maybe like 
Dark Knight Returns Joker. Yeah. That is probably probably the That's same. the one I was thinking of. That's yeah. like the most brutal Joker. When or he, the uh, Killing Joke one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Killing yeah, that one's yeah. rough too. Holy shit. We're getting way off topic, but. Uh, so, what movies last night's about? I don't know. Did How did you feel about the twist? I mean, it was really uncomfortable for me to watch them have sex knowing what I knowing. know and they didn't know and just how into it they are. And like, he hasn't been with someone in 15 years and she had never been with anyone. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know, like, oh, dude, when he said when he's playing the audio of it, yeah, over the scene of him, like, I forgot like, about breaking that part. down, Whew. man. That, like, uh, yeah, it uh, my like hands were like sweating. Yeah, another aspect of the the sex scene uh, earlier, and is it's very for my screening. A lot of people had not seen Old Boy. Oh shit! <laughs> and the, I went with a, a couple friends. Neither of them had seen Old Boy. And so that was another very uncomfortable dynamic of watching it in a theater for the 20th anniversary, seeing with people that have not seen it on the big screen with the sound quality. It, it, it was it was almost unbearable. It's like watching a nude scene with your parents. Exactly. And then being with friends, being being in a theater of people that have not seen this movie before, getting to that point in the story, you know, I can see also why it would be awesome as to be a filmmaker and, and to get that reaction from people but that that aside it still sucks i was just gonna ask if your theater had a reaction to that scene being reincorporated in the end and revealing the whole twist oh yeah yeah i've i was hearing a lot of like audible like you know disgust yeah. like it was shock shock yeah. like it was just yeah it, it definitely got under everyone's skin uh, and more so like seeing it rewatching it for this anniversary, yeah, really, uh, you know, got the point across. Like, like that, <laughs> that was messed up. Yeah. I think it's really cool, though, that, like, hey, that, that this movie can still get those, like, elicit those, like, feelings and reactions from people who have never seen it before. And, yeah, like, from us who have seen it, like, I like I honestly think I, it probably, like, affected me more this time around than it did. And, again, I think a lot of that has to do with, like, my own, like, emotional maturity at the time and, like, what I was, like, going, like, what I was trying to get out of the movie at the time. But, yeah, that's crazy that I feel like all three of us, like, like the the scene still has the desired effect on us, even though we, like, knew what was coming. Like, we know what happens. We, like, were not ready for it. But, you know, like, it's just interesting because I feel like in a lot of other movies like this that rely on like a twist or like something like that like on rewatch there's the impact is not there and that you can't say that about this it's still like it's it's incredibly hard to watch and sit through and that's why i think it's so well crafted like i knew i enjoyed it a lot and thought of it as a classic movie when i first saw it but this is a really well done movie and just a lot of intentionality a lot of perfectly crafted scenes in my opinion are in this film yeah perfect like perfectly crafted when you rewatch it and I, I wanted to go back to the sort of like when that is revealed, when there the twist, uh, you know, plays out in the movie, then going, uh, thinking back on the rest of the film, how that changes, like, uh, you know, certain characters, interactions, yeah. and then the main one between the. Uh, yeah, because with what we were talking about with Mito earlier. Right. Yeah, right. Where, where this, like, uh, the justify is the wrong word, I think, but like, it's just, it provides more context to like, exactly. why a character would be. I guess when I when I brought those reviews, it, a lot of them seem to put forth the idea that like 
she is like written that way because that's how Park Chan Wook like sees women or something like that. And I just uh, I don't know how you can sit through the whole movie and still think that because I don't think uh, no like when you find out like like hey, she has been hypnotized specifically to fall in love with yeah. Odesu. I I don't think that's like I don't know. It's not played for laughs <laughs> really or, or I don't know. I don't think that falls on it being from the writing how the character is written like Mido. Yeah. Uh, I think it's literally like you said like the context of putting like I love that I I think for those for critics of and and for some of those uh reviews that that are are less favorable um I, I don't think that in a way of not sounding like shitty it's it's just they they just don't get it you know what i mean like they just don't put it together yeah i just think that a lot of those there's like we're looking at it one specific way right like they like that's what i'm picking I, from that that's kind of I don't know. It doesn't. Not that it frustrates me, but just he- hearing those like one star, two star reviews of the of old boy, it, it doesn't uh, seem like they those viewers were able to put that full picture together. Yeah, it, it seems like they were like very put off by certain characters, like behaviors, and uh, primarily like Odysseus, like in the very beginning, and just like like I'm <laughs> reading them, like when they're like a lot of them, like the first point they take issue with is how like just dismissive he is of the guy on the roof. And I'm like, you're like, you're so close. You're so <laughs> close. Just like, just like, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, what a like fucking awful person. I'm like, yep, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he is okay, selfish. Now, he only yeah, cares about and, what he wants. Yeah. Yes. And, and I remember one of them, and this is fine if like this is how you approach, I guess, entertainment movies, but one of them was, one of the reviews was just like, like, there's so much like ugliness and like shit in the world already. Like, why would you, why would I want to watch something like this? And like, that's fine. I understand that. Yeah. But like, yeah. Like, that's a personal preference, and I don't think you can hold that against a movie. Yeah. This movie has a time and place. Like, this is not a family movie night movie. You know? Yeah. And, and yeah. that and that's, that's fine. That, that's what I love about the intro that Park Chan-wook does for the anniversary is sort of putting that out there. Like, yeah. I, you know. The movie yeah. has extreme violence. The movie has extreme nudity, but not in the way you think. And if, if you're a lover of Octopi, this might not be the film for you. Right. He's sort of setting the stage for you, and, you know, if you don't like it, you know. Yeah, and I don't think he would have an issue with you not liking it or anything like that. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's that way of approaching, I guess, art is so completely different from my own. Yeah. May sound bad, but like, I I, I want more stuff, not specifically like what happens in this movie, but more like stuff like this. Like, you want some more father, father-daughter father films? There's plenty of them out there. There's plenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want like, I just, I don't know, more movies that like, are unafraid to deal with like how ugly people can be. Yeah, and I don't know that stuff is it's interesting to me. Yeah, and I, I, I think I think at least w- with the three of us, like our I think we are wanting to be sort of challenged by sort of topics that we don't necessarily enjoy, but yeah, we're not going to you know it, I don't think that's going to affect my take or view on, on a movie. I like to be uncomfortable when watching film. I don't like to be scarred, but when I'm uncomfortable, it keeps me thinking about it and it keeps me interested and in, and in, in, I don't know, just like it's thought provoking. And that's yeah. I think what's the sign of a, of a of any kind of good media is one you keep talking about after it's been turned off. Yeah, yeah. And I I mean, I I think it's good that they're the, like for, you know, even if those people I think they're maybe misguided in not misguided is probably the wrong word to use, but just like maybe not engaging with the movie on its own terms. I think it's still good, ultimately, that, like, 
it got some it elicited some sort of like reaction negative or positive mm-hmm. from them and like clearly made them think about something and I, I think that's good i agree kind of wrapping up just like what are your overall impressions of the film where if you were to rate it what would you rate it as if you want or are there any other like revenge style films that you think of that are worthy of talking about here that maybe people don't know or just you know anything would blue ruin count have you guys seen that yeah movie's fucking awesome i haven't seen that you, i think you'd really, really have you seen green room yes yes it's the, it's the movie before that oh, okay. that guy did um and it's like uh, is it in appalachia yeah yeah it's it's like it's sort of a spin on like hatfields mccoy's type of thing oh okay but like it, where it's like two it's two families it's been a while since yeah, i've seen two it. families yeah, it's two families and it's it's a story of like it's brutal and like it's just a story of like a vengeance basically um really good um i wonder what that guy's been up to because i like a lot of his stuff but yeah i would say that one for me or, or sorry I, I guess we're talking about movies other like revenge movies yeah whatever you want i have more but do you want to go around and like, sure yeah what do you got alex well i was just gonna say because uh, we were talking about before we we started recording, but um, the same actor who plays uh, Odesu is in a film called I Saw the Devil, another Korean film directed by Kim Ji-woon, uh, who made the famous uh, Tale of Two Sisters, which is, I think, pretty influential on oh, shit. Yeah, that horror one. movies today. But I Saw the Devil is um extremely uh, intense brutal revenge movie uh sort of a cat and mouse sort of elements of detective like kind of drawing from a lot of the same themes that that we've been discussing in old boy but uh, also elements of maybe seven and different uh american style revenge movies mm-hmm. yeah but it's really good is it a horror movie or it, it honestly it's in it's the tone is so dark that it could be classified as a horror movie okay. it, it, it it's basically the this actor i feel like that's how it's marketed a lot yeah it oh. is the actor that plays odesu is in it and he plays a um a serial killer okay and it's basically like that and uh it's yeah, very... that, that's been one I've, I've I've seen around a lot, and for whatever reason, I've just never uh, like pulled the trigger and and watched it. But I I recommend it. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna do that it. this week if I can find it streaming yeah. or. On, I think it's on Amazon. Okay, hell yeah, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Uh, mine is a little bit different. It's a French film called Revenge. Oh, I wonder what it's about. <laughs> 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 Basically, like I'll just keep it short, but like this uh, woman named Jen goes to like a romantic getaway with her her boyfriend, and then his two sleazy friends like show up for an unannounced hunting trip, and then some awful thing happens that leaves her for dead, and they all just like think she's dead, and, and but she's not, and so she gets revenge on all of them, and it's fucking unsettling and intense and just gruesome and a really awesome like thrill ride. I remember when that came out. Is that like 2018 by 2018. Coralie Fargiat? It's French. She's French. That's okay if you mispronounce. Yeah. French. Yeah. Maybe. I tried. Yeah. You tried. <laughs> is that like a more of a horror bent to that, or is it like? Because it sounds like it could fit alongside the like the French like uh what is it the like extremity like the extreme like horror like, yeah like stuff like martyrs is it that uh, intense? I it, yeah I would say so yeah. Okay. I still haven't seen Martyrs. Martyrs is one I'm I'm never watching again. I'm, oh, you seen it? Yeah, I'm good. One time was good for me. It's, yeah, it's a lot. I uh, I haven't seen it that French one either. Extremism, that's what it is, or something like that. Yeah, I want to see Martyrs. It's worth watching, but um, I'm I'm good on seeing it again. Yeah, that's another one that like I just don't need to. I I it's burned into my brain, unfortunately. That's how I feel about the house that Jack built by Lars von Trier. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll never watch that again. Yeah, I've I've been. Tr- trying to work myself up to doing that one for a minute i guess that's sort of a revenge 
Maybe. No. Did you like it? I'm just bringing that up just for things I've never watched. No, it's a, he's, a, he's a serial killer, so. Did I like it? I don't know. Is it an experience? Yes. Okay. It's cool. Yeah. You've seen it, right? House of Jackbill? No. Oh, okay. No, I'm behind. There's just one specific scene that was just really, in my opinion, unnecessary and and cruel. I mean, that's kind of Lars's. I know. know. But yeah, <laughs> beyond I think what I've ever seen him do. You can kind of sum up his whole movie making career with that unnecessary and cruel. Yeah, yeah. I got one, another one. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have more, but um, that I I watched it actually in that Southeast Asian. No, 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 no. This one was specifically no. This one was a, a Chinese cinema. Um, but it's uh, called A Touch of Sin by Jia Zhangqi, who is a great director. He's made a ton of movies. Um, that are all really good. Very uh, a lot of variety. To them as well, uh, including. See, I think he's won the Palma d'Or twice. That doesn't matter. Anyway, th- this movie is. It's kind of like a bunch of not vignettes, but it's it's a, like a, a set like inner sort of interconnected, but like are loosely connected stories of different people throughout China and who are all motivated by revenge in in some form or fashion. Um, and it's yeah, it's just a really good movie. It's really beautifully shot, and uh, I, I I highly recommend that one. I was just gonna say this 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 one might be kind of cheesy, but I would say uh, Kill Bill uh, is just a really yeah. great no Kill Bill's great revenge film. I I don't know why, but I felt like maybe it's not on the same level as the ones we have been mentioning, uh, at least tonally. But uh, it's still fun as fuck. Oh yeah, especially the I don't know. Do you have do you guys have a preference between part one or part two? Part two for me. I just like the whole like yeah. bloody cut or whatever they call it. Yeah, I wish I could. I I wish I. I don't know if that's ever happened, like at the bell cord or anything. But I, I would really love the opportunity to like watch them as like one thing, just like straight through. Quinn Tarantino's um, theater that he owns in Los Angeles, the uh, New, yeah. New Beverly, mm-hmm. uh, they do that all like almost every week. So almost every week. Yeah, or they uh, he plays his own films like every week. You know, the from, whole Bloody Affair. He's from Knoxville. Is that all he plays? Just his own films. You can just go see his. No, he plays a lot of like they do a lot of like repertory stuff. um, Yeah, too. But um, that'd be cool. Yeah, he should come build one of those here since he's from Tennessee. Yeah, Yeah. true. Quentin, I know you listen to the podcast. (laughs) When we're big fans, I think right. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I don't. I don't. As a as a a filmmaker, not as a person. Me. What has he done as a person? He's spit on people before. He's what? He's spit on people before. Like actually, yeah, there's like video of him doing that. On the paparazzi? Oh, paparazzi? Yeah, paparazzi. Oh, I don't... Okay, good. That makes me like him more. <laughs> that, that that video is very funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Wait, uh, that's why you don't like him? Because he spit on paparazzi? Well, he's just all kind of a smug ass. Some of the most craven, like... <laughs> I think he's earned it, though. I mean, he kind of has a perfect filmography for what he does. Well, you know, if he was listening, he's not anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, I tried to... I tried to defend you, bud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are y'all watching anything that you'd want to recommend currently? Anything. Just anything. I mean, I'm, uh, I started a rewatch of Lost last week and I'm almost the end of season two now. Um, having a lot of fun with that, but I'm also sort of biased because it's my favorite TV show of all time. Uh, but I, I tell you, it holds up, holds up a lot. And I, for one, uh, I'm probably alone in this, but I missed like bloated 25 episode uh, seasons of TV because I, th- I think it, at least on that show, not every show, but this show, it just gives so much more room for like characters to breathe and like they really get into like their backstories and stuff and uh, not that it, the show eventually like it slips a little bit on the way to the end but uh, yeah it's if you've never seen it I, I i highly recommend it yeah i do i've never seen lost i really want to see what? it i know i'm sorry no it's okay i haven't seen it but uh yeah, I'm, I'm not watching anything currently i so. think you would like lost i think so too i i, I 
it's gonna it would take me a, a little while to get back used to that like uh, yeah it's like the fir- the first season is literally i think the first season is 26 45 minute episodes like that um, i guess my attention span is you know currently like you know i'm I'm used to just very short seasons yeah. you know but if the story's good I, then i would probably dig it yeah i think i think they do it's just, I don't know. I like, I don't think that kind of show can work anymore for a lot of reasons, but like it, it, and in a lot of ways that show is just like the perfect, like, like a lot of things had to go right for it to work out as well as it did. And, and a lot, I think a lot of people unsuccessfully try to like replicate the, the sort of formula that they started off with. Yeah. And I don't think anyone ever did it as well. And like I said, the show, like there, there's a part in the middle, like the third season where they kind of like lose their way a little bit, but, um, but that was coincidentally also was the last time there was a writer strike, which oh, yeah. that was what impacted that a bit. Um, Medexer, and then in the when they came back, in a lot of ways that was ultimately good for them because it uh, it allowed them to kind of like be like, okay, we we want to do this many more seasons of the show, and they had like a set. We know what we want to do, and we know like the amount of time we had to do it. And I think providing that structure helped the show in the back half. I think like four through six are some of the best like TV ever in my in my like network uh, you know i'm not even gonna add the qualifier of network tv like just some of the best tv ever for my money heavy uh i can't recommend anything because i'm just watching 90 day fiance <laughs> i've blown through like five seasons in the past like two weeks you're not gonna recommend it i mean i recommend it if, if you want to watch awful relationships taking place on screen and wondering why these people are together and how someone can put themselves through so much to not be alone fascinating yeah but uh that's all uh, yeah, all i've been watching <laughs> but uh yeah i mean Thanks, everyone, for listening. I mean, we'll see you back here for our Gran Turismo episode. Oh, I'm just okay. kidding. Or, <laughs> should we do one? Yeah, well, you know, I think we should do a um, Neil Blomkamp uh, retrospective. I'm kidding. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, if you have any suggestions, just, you know, hit us up on Instagram or or uh, click the little link in the, the Spotify, Apple listings of, of movies last night and let us know your thoughts, especially if you think that Daniel and I and Alex should not do this anymore, and only Scott should do it. <laughs> Actually, I'm cool with them keeping that to themselves. Yeah, I'm just um, Real quick, did did you like Chappie? I never finished it. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I never saw oh, it. I, thought, okay. I watched it on the first date, so I, it's, it's... Jeez. What a weird I know. first date movie. It was don't, the first Don't go to the date. movies. It was the first and only date. Don't ever go to the movies on a first date. No, it was at my house. Even worse. Yeah, yeah. I know. A lot of errors were made, and... and I just don't think... Uh, D'Antwoord should be present in, in any first date scenario. Yeah, yeah. In retrospect, it would have done a lot differently. That's probably why there wasn't a second one. <laughs> 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 All right, that's, uh, that's a good place to end it, I think. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>